0: He did not hit on Valentina Shevchenko this weekend. Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, did you see the guy at the press conference hitting on Valentina?
1: I did. He asked, are you single? And would you like my phone number? And she said, yes and no.
0: Yeah. You don't ask if you want my phone number. That's not setting yourself up for success. Is that how you hit on your wife, Jordan?
1: No. I I gave her my phone number. Exactly. And then I took hers. And And then I dated her roommate. Also, probably not the best way to do it either. So we can get into that another Whoa. day. Yeah. Hey, wait, yeah.
0: hey, hey God. Hey <laughs> Barry the lead right there. It's like how I, married, how I met your mother. Yes. What's going on here? Yeah. Sheesh. I, I forgot what I was going to say. It just blew me out of the water, but man.
1: Either way, it's great to see you. It's great to talk fights tonight. Uh, you can follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can follow me at Nonstop MMA. Eddie, I am back in Texas. Welcome back. I'm home. And, and you, you look your room looks different. I'm looking at you over Zoom right here. This is not the same room I'm used to. What's, what's going on?
0: Uh, yeah, I have begun packing. Now, I don't move for um, just under two weeks now. But oh, I I'm busy. I'm, I'm going to be busy that minute. day. Yeah. Oh, oh, great. Don't worry. I'll, I'll uh, pay Drake for you. Okay. We'll get, give him uh, something to do. Um, no, but I've taken down all the wall decor. Uh, so I started slowly. You know what really sucked was going through all the old mail that I just had sitting up here on the table forever and sitting there and shredding it all. That took like half a day. Yeah.
1: Seriously. No. I mean, especially and if you're then, using scissors.
0: Oh, yeah. That would really do it. But then I took a crap load of stuff to Goodwill, Jordan. Good for you. And let me tell you.
1: Did you get a receipt?
0: I did. Okay. I did. and um, I did uh, itemize this just so I could know exactly how bad I've been in the last few years. How many 311 how many,
1: shirts? How many 311 shirts did you give away? Three. Okay. Yeah. That leaves you just with a good baker's yeah. dozen?
0: Uh good baker's three dozen. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. It, it's more than twenty. But can you guess how many pairs of sneakers I gave away?
1: You gave away thirteen pair of sneakers. So close. 12 pair of sneakers. One pair of dress shoes. I knew I, I knew there were thirteen uh, shoes. I, I knew I was wait, there, wait, so wait, wait. Two pair of sandals. Oh man, those don't count. Those don't <laughs> count. They, they have to be closed toed uh, for me to, to be thinking about it.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm just looking at myself, I'm like what's wrong with you? Wow. What have
1: I been doing? That you 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 kinda of teed yourself up for some for a lot of for some confusing moments, looking in the mirror, looking and, what's wrong with you.
0: And I deserve it for having twelve pairs of shoes that I can just give away. But part of it is, you know, Shopping during COVID, trying to find something and not really liking what I got and how they fit and realizing that I need to go up a
1: size. That's the saddest part about what that growing old is realizing you don't look, how, you don't like how things fit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's true. And I gave away some really nice Nikes because I prefer the Sketchers that I have. And that hurts right there. Yeah, I believe it. Giving away, giving away Nikes for the Sketchers.
1: You're an old they, man now.
0: They're so comfortable, man, and they
1: look decent. But you and Tony Romo, it's good. No, I just need one of his
0: paychecks. I just, just one. He can go without one paycheck. Yeah, but at the same time, while I'm doing all that, I'm doing laundry and stuff. So I spent Saturday watching UFC and watching Texas women's track team win the national championship. Applause, ladies. Julian Alfred is a badass. She's one of the greatest sprinters in history. She won the hundred, the two hundred. Anchored the 4 by one relay, and then uh, had a woman win the 400, won another one on the long jump, second in the triple jump, two other women placed in the 200 and the heptathlon. The Women's track team scored the highest points in the championship since like 1994, I think. Very exciting. Congratulations they to the it. Texas women. And it was done
1: right here at home
0: at Mike Meyer Stadium downtown.
1: That's awesome. Well, I, I, was, uh, I was in Utah. That's when we talked last week. I was in my parents' house, but then I went to Washington, D.C. I spent a few days Finally in Washington, D.C. Finally got out of the basement. Well, what's that? I had to get out of the basement. I went to Washington, yeah. D.C. I went to uh, – it was good. I had some great food there. It was a little smoky, as you, can, as you probably heard about the East Coast. A lot of smoke coming oh, yeah. in from Canada. And uh, yeah. we had some terrible, terrible smog on, uh, on Wednesday of last week. And how were the cherry blossoms? Do they turn orange with like the, uh, no like the more, air? No more cherry blossoms right now. We are we are oh. past that point. Uh, but oh. now, Eddie, now I came home and my wife left. So now I'm home with the kids. Uh, she took. She, my, already, she finally left you. She, well, no, she didn't leave me for good. Uh, she's going to girls oh, camp. Oh. She took our oldest daughter. And uh, oh. so they're gone for a week now. Girls camp? Girls camp for church, so it'll be good.
0: Oh, okay. I was thinking like Girls State. No. The American Legion uh, yeah. uh, Women's Auxiliary.
1: I went to boy State. I did too. There's a reason I knew that I liked you. You went to probably a lot more years before I did, though.
0: Oh, shut up. It was 93-ish, yeah. 94?
1: Yeah, I was 98.
0: Yeah. There you go. We're It's yeah. a long time ago.
1: Can you believe that we both went to Boy State? That's what a, what a fun time for us. Look at us. So fun. I probably
0: just quit being a counselor when you got there. That's creepy. Uh, I was Eddie. a counselor for like two or three years afterwards.
1: All right. Well, let's talk. Let's talk UFC 289 Eddie Vancouver show Vancouver showed out right it was a great crowd they, they were ready to go for UFC they really 29. showed
0: out and fell out
1: yes I mean we almost had like, a lawsuit on our hands there we almost we had a, probably almost a almost had a death
0: someone's gonna walk around this week with a neck brace on I did, guarantee it. did you see There's the video lawyer.
1: did you see the video of the security guards who were under they were under the railing and then they had to like move their way out, and you're like, I had to watch it a couple of times as I'm watching it. And so, if you don't know Mike Melot, he's getting ready to go out, and and fans are reaching over trying to touch or trying to high five or whatever they're trying to do. And just like at like, um, I guess it's not RFK anymore, but where the Commanders play, almost uh, to Jalen Hurts this last year, FedEx Field. Yes, they fell out. Uh, they fell out. The the railing didn't give, yeah. and it fell down. And I'm like, there are fa- there are security guards right up next to it. Like And I was yeah. like, oh, I wonder, I wonder how they got out. And then I watched again. I'm like, oh, no, they didn't. They did not make it out. They were uh, definitely under it. So,
0: Yeah, and luckily there's probably some space you can go underneath the stands there. But uh, the question is, do you have time to rethink of that? Because your first thought is to just move forward out of the way, and there's probably not room. Or if you do, you're probably going to get hit in the head by the rail. And I don't want to, like, put all the blame on the arena because those rails aren't meant to hold, you know, a hundred people at a time.
1: So we're blaming the fans? Yes. Come on, Canadians. What, what, what is Come so on.
0: special that you just want to touch a guy? Okay, that's just weird and creepy. I
1: mean, if you put it oh, that Oh, here,
0: way. let me touch you. Let me touch you. I'm like, dude, just take
1: a picture. Chill out. What if they want to get a yeah, little they? bit of that, that feeling? That little They want to get a little bit of Mike Malott juice on him?
0: I guess, man. A little, uh, little bit of the
1: Malott? I don't know. Spray it on you? Yeah. It makes the woman go crazy? I don't know if that's the truth. Uh, Eddie, let's talk. Uh, congratulations, Amanda Nunez, the GOAT, uh, the former UFC Bantamweight and former UFC featherweight champion. She defeats Irene Aldana in the main event. A unanimous decision, 50-44, 50-44, 50-43. And Eddie, it almost feels like that's not even close enough. Right, that was that was terrible. That was that was not a great fight. I mean, it was dominant performance by Amanda Nunez, but Irene Aldana. I don't know if she, the moment got to her. If if it was just too big, being her first main event of a pay per view, fighting for a title, looking across at at the at Amanda Nunez across, something happened and just uh-huh. did not click for her.
0: And let's not forget getting hit by Amanda Nunez. Yeah, but even by the, from the very beginning, people. right?
1: Just the whole time.
0: Yeah, and there is also there is one thing people don't think about. It's going from. Like the prelims are early on the card to the main event, that really throws off your timing. You got to wait hours more. You know, if you're used to fighting at say, you know, eight o'clock our time, and next thing you know, your fight's not starting till like eleven fifteen, eleven thirty. That really throws you off your warm up time, your preparation. You know, your sleep patterns. It's a whole different ball game up there. So all those things together just made for a horrible. Pointless performance she, by uh, Aldana.
1: She uh, she main evented back at uh, at home versus Aldana in 2020. Right before you know that was that was a few few cards ago. But last time you know she did fight on the main card when she fought Macy Chiasin. Uh That was at UFC 279. She fought against Yana Kunitsikaya before that. Uh, that was also. Um, that was on the main card. So she has fought on the main card. So a few hours difference, but you're, you're totally right, right? It does kind of mess. But is
0: she also winless in uh, five-round fights?
1: Who is she winless in five-round fights? She did lose to Holly yeah, Holm. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't see that stat. I mean, I, I don't know how many more she has. She did lose to, to Tanya Evinger I, back for the vacant championship.
0: To, yeah, all the way back to uh, smaller promotions. And
1: she also lost to Larissa Pacheco. Interesting. Back in in two thousand thirteen, that was that was another five round So, yeah, so she, this is probably only her second five round fight in the UFC because she had the main event against Holm, and now this fight against Amanda Nunes. Uh, so but, she really wasn't set up for success in this one. So Eddie, you always talk. You want to see these these fighters clear out the division. Yeah, this is the problem. This is the problem when you fight the number five ranked fighter in the division. You get these lopsided. Like, did, did we really well, need Jordan. to see? Did we really need to see? I uh, Amanda Nunez defeat Irina Aldana the way she did to determine that, that Amanda Nunez is still the best hundred and thirty five pounder? Well the problem is you know what the other option was?
0: Juliana Pena and Nunes did the exact same thing to Pena in the yeah. last fight. Last time we saw her, last time we saw Pena, she was doing the exact thing except I think she was worse.
1: Yeah, it was, it she was actually the, knocked Pena down It was also times. fifty forty three, yeah. It was uh yeah. in some of them. Yeah.
0: No, you you're right. So like it, it doesn't matter who she faces.
1: Yeah, no, Uh, Eddie. Besides, and I I mean, we will give Juliana her flowers. She did beat her. She did stop Amanda Nunez. That was rectified. That Sarah. That was rectified in the next fight. But besides, I mean, this division is so like the. It's just so the haves and the have-nots, and the haves is Amanda Nunez, and the have-nots are really everybody else, and it's so much like the flyweight division was with DJ.
0: That things just wouldn't open up. He was so dominant that there was no point. And, like, people, like you say, were just tired of watching him beat up beat up on everybody. It was so dominant. That it just wasn't fun, as fun anymore. And now things are really going to open up.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that. So Amanda Nunez, she takes the mic. She retires. And she lays down both her belts. She lays down her gloves. Yeah, Could they
0: have done that a little better. It's like, they, like her, her corner didn't know what was going to happen. They weren't ready. They had to chase down the cut man with the scissors. I'm like, dude, come on.
1: It was a total boss move, though. The way that she had those gloves and the titles, I mean, that will, I mean. uh, That was great. Never say never, Eddie. Never say never. But that's never going to happen again.
0: Yeah, that is a great shot. It's going to live on in, like, the uh, annals of UFC history.
1: Yeah, no, I I would totally agree. Uh, After the fight, Dana White said that the featherweight division most likely done. And I believe that we've never had rankings. She's fought you know, a few times to defend that title. There's only a handful of fighters, even on the roster, right? That, that you know, you could have Jermaine Durandamy. You could have Holly Holm fight, either one. Uh, you could have Norma Dumont. Uh, Megan, Megan Anderson not on the roster. So it, it does sound like that division is done. Unless... Any of the
0: 135ers could move up to 145 sure. and just not cut weight. But there aren't any true 145ers left.
1: No, there's one person, Eddie. There's one person that I think that Dana could, to change his heart, right? That he could decide that he, if he wants a 145 pound division, that he could maybe bring it back. Now, I don't know the, the, the difference of, of the relationship where they are, but that person's Kayla Harrison, right? If you could get Kayla Harrison, and I know she lost to Larissa Pacheco, but I mean, let's, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if Larissa Pacheco comes to the UFC, they're not rolling the red carpet out for her and creating a 145 pound division. They would do that for Kayla Harrison if she was going to come over. Right, because she can't fight 135 pounds. There's no way. And unless they would make a lightweight division, which that would be even you know less competitive just for the, for the number of, of women that are out there, I could see that they could create the featherweight division or continue it if Kayla Harrison was coming. Uh, but right now, that, that's not in the cards. No, and the way that the UFC
0: has been lately, they're not so much about stars as they are just about content. So to create a new division because of one person, it's not how they're doing business these days. And so I'd be completely shocked to see it, even if she did want to come over.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think, I think that's, that's the only way that I could see it happening. So, but we do have to figure out who is going to be the Bantamweight champion. Now, Amanda said that, that the next champion would be a fake champion. And, and that if that person beat that person, then they would still feel and be a fake champion. And, and you look you at, know, like, I hate that. it's not fun. And, and she kind of crapped on the whole division there. And that's, that's not the way well, to yeah, go it's out.
0: Like, it's like the person who wins the belt will be the champion of the people that are fighting. Okay, if you're not fighting, you don't count anymore. Now, you, we can say they're not the best 135er, sure, but they're the champion of the people that are there. Shut up. So, Eddie, there is you one person.
1: There is one person out there, though. Uh, there's one, And I put this on Twitter earlier, that uh, there's one person that I feel could make it, I could feel like this is a legitimate champion, and, and that person's Valentina Shevchenko. If I was Valentina, I would just skip the rematch with Alexa Grasso, and I think I would campaign <laughs> to fight... That was my question for you. I would fight Juliana Pena for the title. She has a win over Juliana Pena that happened back in 2017. She finished her by armbar. Uh, that would be a more interesting fight, I think, than either of the fights that they could do with Juliana Pena in the division right now. Uh, Valentina does have two decision losses to Amanda. The last one was a split decision. It was close. It could have gone either way. It didn't. It went to Amanda. Amanda won that fight. But... I think that if Valentina were to go up and fight at 135 pounds and win that belt, I could. that would seem a little bit more legitimate to me other than a Juliana Pena versus Rocky Pennington, a Juliana Pena versus Holly Holm. Uh, even Aaron Blanchfield, who's trying to throw her name, she's, you know, I think she's number four right now in, uh, in the Bantamweight division. I don't, that's a terrible idea. Aaron Blanchfield, go keep the course. You're, you are close to a title shot. And maybe if Valentina moves up, you can move in there.
0: You mean in the uh, flyweight division? Sorry, flyweight division. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: is is the Grosso fight not booked? It's not booked. We I, we do not have a we do not have a uh, we, we we last couple weeks ago we projected that it could be sometime later this year, but I don't believe. Okay, I, and I'll check right now if it is. I I, I thought that it wasn't. I'll check. Yeah, in real my quick. head,
0: that was already booked. But yeah, if it's not booked, who would blame her for not wanting to cut weight anymore? She's uh, getting up there, and if you can not could wait and immediately go for a title shot? Why not? The thing that, the thing that I'm going to say that's going to upset people, I don't want to see Juliana fight for it. Last we saw of her, she was getting waxed just like Irene Aldana. So I'd say, and I know this might be a little bit of a mismatch, Shevchenko versus Rocky Pennington would be the two most deserving because Rocky deserves a title shot. Juliana... She didn't deserve the shot that she had. So give it to someone at least coming off a win.
1: So I don't think that Valentina has the um, has a title fight schedule. That, that, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to agree with you on the don't give it to someone coming off of a win because Valentina's not coming off a win, and I think Valentina's the one to do it. But uh, I think Juliana's going to get it because she was supposed to fight for the title, and she got injured, and I think that if they want to make it— the only thing that could be against her is that she's still injured, right? And if they want to make it sooner than later— then they could go Rocky versus – and Holly Holm is fighting against uh, Maria Buena Silva. That's happening on July 13, 15th. Maybe you scrap that fight and, uh, and you make a title fight. I don't know. But uh, say, no. but if, if you want to really have it be a fake belt,
0: have it be won by someone who uh, Nunez just waxed. That would really make it look bad. But if there's two people in there she hasn't fought recently, it looks a little better for the division. And like I said, um, Pena's coming – she's still got a broken rib. So it's pretty recent. That takes a little while to heal. So, you know, maybe sit back and wait.
1: I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, you look at everyone in the division, Peña, Pennington, Holly Holm, Vieira, Aldana, Santos, Pani, Kianzad. I mean, no one no one is a good name to, to like in, in the in the regards of like, hey, someone who Amanda Nunez didn't wax or you didn't beat by MMA math, this person who beat this person, right? I mean, that yeah. everyone's there, right? Unfortunately, that's why I think you bring in yep. someone like Valentina who, you know, is, is dominant, that- has been before. I, I That's my idea. Yeah, I like the idea of bringing in Valentina, just not Pena. Okay, I,
0: I don't care. Just like I mean- the last we saw of her, the champ who she's trying to replace was mopping the floor with her. At least Shevchenko was. Uh, at least it was in a different division, you know. And she still got the the recognition. Now, if we want to look at, back at uh, Juliana's tweets after the fight, I'm like, darling, stop it. Just
1: she, Stop. i scared you so bad into retirement personally congratulations professionally wtf was that uh, canadians don't boo they just walked out quietly before the fight was over the fight was bad right and unless you knew i mean if the canadians knew that well, amanda was on retiring was. if amanda if, if they knew that they that uh amanda was retiring then you know they probably would have stuck around they didn't know but
0: you know well, first off those drunk canadians are rude and people always say oh canadians are so nice no, it's not the first time they've walked out on a women's title match. They, they walked
1: out on I mean, a lot of fights, and, and with reason. It's yeah. okay to walk out on a fight that's bad. So, uh, hey, look, you're looking at greatness.
0: When GSP was beating people up badly and just like 5 0 five oh scoring them, outscoring them, did people leave?
1: No. Anderson Silva, when he was fighting Damian Mayan, Talis Lightus, did people leave? Yes, because it was okay. boring. Okay. That was a bad fight. Yes, and that was a, this was a bad fight too. But that was so. a
0: bad fight on both sides. At least okay. this one was dominant on one side. And, and that's, how, that's what she does to everyone, though.
1: All right, it's okay. All right, and let's move on. we got to go. Charles Oliveira defeats Benil Dariush. Poor, poor Benil. Dariush, he, he chanced it, right? He had won, I think it was, what, eight in a row. And uh, not, not, the most, not the most, like, biggest names on there. Uh, but Oliveira looked fantastic. This looked like the, the Oliveira of old. Obviously, just one fight away from his loss to Islamakachev. First round TKO finish. And now you look at the resume of Charles Oliveira. You've got Benil Dariush on there. You've got Justin Gaethje. Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson, Kevin Lee. Now, besides the fact that he has a loss to Islam Makachev, his resume is much more impressive than Islam's.
0: That's Hall of Fame stuff, yeah. And I tweeted out that night, the theme of the weekend was levels. You know, uh, Amanda showed us there's levels. Charles came in in the co-main event and really showed us there's levels. And we'll get to it later. But um, in boxing, Tim Fimo and Mayweather. Levels.
1: Well, you yeah. must have been on the same wavelength as Islam Akachev, right? Because he told Charles there yes. are levels, right? Now, yes. did, did you feel but like... then,
0: the other people, yeah. everyone, levels
1: everywhere. Did you feel like Charles showed us that he can get to... The level that he needs to be at in order to beat Islam Makhachev. So it sounds like Dane is going to, they're scheduled that the UFC going to Abu Dhabi in October. That's most likely going, unless the BMF fight is just spectacular and someone just, you know, annihilates someone and doesn't get hurt. It, the fight's in August. It's going to be tough for the damage that's going to happen in the BMF fight that that if Poirier wins, <laughs> that he's going to yeah. be able to come back in two months. I, I just don't see that, right? So, and, and unless they want to just hotshot uh, Conor McGregor. And, uh, you know, maybe Abu Dhabi, you don't need a USADA, you know, waiver. You don't need USADA at all there. So maybe he can just walk in there and fight, uh, which that could happen. But you've got to think that maybe it's going to be Charles. Anything you saw that, that he shows that he is at that level?
0: Oh, his striking was awesome. But the fact that he still was taken down by Dariush makes me worry about his uh, takedown defense against Islam. And that's the one thing. Now, if he, can keep it, if he can keep it standing, he's got a great shot at winning. But that's a big if. And you're facing Makachev.
1: Yeah. Uh if let's say that Olivero beats Islam Makachev. where does that put him in, in lightweight history, right? I mean, obviously we we think of Khabib as like the gold standard, and Khabib beat a few people right at the end, Connor, Dustin, Justin. Great fights, great wins. But I mean this this is impressive. The uh the 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 bodies, right? The body count that, that Olivero would have if he were to beat Islam.
0: Yeah, I would say it's like um like putting cyborg against Amanda. You know the uh, the people that Amanda has faced and the people that Oliveira has faced far outweighs the people that Cyborg and uh, Khabib have faced. Just put the total. A body people,
1: work. few people, right? We're the same, but uh. yeah,
0: but just the the, the totality of it, and you're just like, oh man, it's like Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer on that list, you know? And it would have to put him up there with like the greatest of all time, two time champ, with this Hall of all these Hall of Famers on his resume. I mean, you'd have to put him up there. Impressive. Now, it'd be nice to see him defend a title uh, again, you know, and not just, like, win it and lose it. So Or lose it on, it lose it on it the scale. Times. Yeah. So defend it a couple times, at least. Yeah. You know? That'll really put him up there with the greatest of all time, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, how about Darius? Width, I mean, this, not as. Yeah. Width. This is this is be- unfortunate. It's unfortunate for Benil. Like I mentioned, eight wins in a row. Tony Ferguson part two. Yeah. yeah, it's not exactly the same as Ferguson though. I mean, Ferguson, but his win was a little bit bigger. Was, Ferguson it, was worse. It had better. It was, yeah, like twelve wins. Yeah, it had better names on it as well. Benil's. I mean, he had he had beat Gamrot, Matu's Gamrot before that. And and so he wasn't ever going to get a title shot off of those eight wins. He needed to beat someone like the Charles Oliveira, and unfortunately, it really you know, had to go up a level. It would have been a, a signature win there. Uh, Mike Malott, we mentioned about the, uh, uh, the the besides almost getting you know collapsed on. He did get the second round sub over Adam Fujit. Uh, he is uh, was that ten- the greatest name matchup, Malat Fujit?
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: all good. Um,
0: uh, it depends on how you pronounce Adam.
1: I'm not going to say anything else, uh, Eddie. He is undefeated in the UFC, but before we call him, like, the next big Canadian MMA fighter, let's just see him get a few more wins, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and let's have people not try to kill him on the walkout.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, just a few other things. Nasruddin Im- Imavov versus Chris Curtis. That was a no contest. Bummer again for Chris Curtis. Oh, the second man. clash of man. heads. This time, the fight can too big or what? Right, who knows? Uh, Dan Ige defeats Nate Landewire. Um, Maybe a little bit too much too soon for, for Nate Landerwear. Uh It's good to get Ige back on a win streak. Uh, your boy, Eric Anders, he lost uh, to Marc-Andre Barriot, but he dude, did get the fight dude, of the night. Dude,
0: there are were, there were points in that fight, uh, Anders and uh, Barriot. they were literally fighting in a phone booth. I'm like, this is fun. And there's no wonder it got fight of the night. That was that was fun to watch.
1: And then Jasmine devicious defeats Miranda Maverick. Ooh, you know, she just
0: dominated Miranda Maverick. You know, it I had was some high hope for Miranda
1: Maverick. Ma- Maverick did say that she was partially blinded her left eye in the middle of the second and then all of the third so
0: yeah because J- jasmine like beat the crap out of her yeah uh
1: she and then, was just mauling her man and then a yeah. zahabi with a first round ko eddie uh he deserved a bonus yeah that was good
0: i heard someone say it's probably because he looks too much like uh, ariel hawaii ariel and yeah, they don't let they him didn't
1: lo- want to give it to him they don't love that uh all right let's let's jump we, we forgot to talk about pfl last week and um uh, well, you know,
0: time issues
1: you know yeah we, we were a little bit behind but uh you know this fight featured light heavyweight and featherweights uh one thing we didn't mention though is that when pfl was in vegas a few weeks ago uh they had a handful of fighters test for banned substances this was the first time yeah. they really had testing and uh, it changed the complete it's like land. half of I the mean, light heavies i mean the the champ rob wilkinson tiago santos will florey Christoph Jocko, all suspended for the season former pfl heavyweight champ bruno capolosa uh rives kuniev caesar ferrera uh, you also had Mohammed Fakradin, Alejandro Flores, and Daniel Torres all fell. I mean, that's a disaster for the PFL. Yeah, that's more
0: than a handful. But
1: in this fight, you know, uh, pretty, I mean, the biggest surprise, Brendan Lofton, the former champion, finished first round uh, by a Current neat, champion. I guess, well, he's, he's former. He's, he lost it. If you have a belt, you lost your belt when you got knocked out in, uh, and, and didn't wasn't make the for playoffs. The title? He make I don't know. Out of the playoffs. I'm reaching. I'm so reaching. he's out. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Pineda wins. Uh, yeah, Mowlid that was surprising. Moldwyd Kabalue. K- he, I mean, he was good, man. Kabalue, that was impressive. Uh, Bubba Jenkins looked good. Uh, Josh Silvera. Uh, and then yes, Marlon Marais. That's a
0: pretty good main card, man. You yeah. had a, a two KOs, a technical submission, a regular submission, and then one decision. Yeah.
1: So uh, and then uh, then you had Marlon Moraes. He fought and uh, he lost and he retired. Um, Finally retired. Imp-
0: Impa Kasangane. Uh, he yeah, uh, I saw that too. He won,
1: made the playoffs. Yeah, uh, Eddie. They're coming to San Antonio on August fourth to the Boeing Tech Center for the first round of the play- playoffs, and tickets are on sale now. Let's quickly let's talk some boxing. There was some fun boxing last week.
0: Uh, yeah, we want to talk about levels again. Teofimo Lopez defeated Josh Taylor for the WBO and Ring super lightweight titles. And there were points in this where Teofimo Lopez was just playing with his food. He kind of looked like Prime Anderson Silva out there. And Josh Taylor is no joke. He was an undisputed champion for a while. And for Teofimo Lopez to bounce back like this and look this good really says a lot about where he's going. Uh, He came out Monday, though, and announced his retirement. But let me tell you, don't believe it for a minute. This is just a negotiating ploy. He's trying to get more money out of top-ranked. Uh, also, he's in the middle of a nasty divorce and custody battle, so he's going to need money. He's not retiring anytime soon. Uh, now, the uh, the circus of the week: Floyd Mayweather versus John Gotti the Third. Look, man, you don't buy this fight. First of all, who would buy it? But if you do, you're not buying it for you know their boxing skill. You're buying it because it's going to be a circus, and it was. John Gotti got disqualified for. Either talking too much trash or holding too much, one or both of the, abo- uh, the above. And decides to go after <laughs> Mayweather after the fight. Did you, you see did, this? Story? Did you think that
1: was? I mean, that seemed like it was staged. Like that was that a that, was that a work?
0: No, I don't think so. Because if, you'd have to have too many people in on it. But I think it was more the referee making it about himself and not just letting the exhibition fight happen. And he's like, I told you to stop talking trash. It's a boxing match, man. It's an exhibition. Let him talk trash. If he's holding, just break him up. They had like two more rounds to go. And there were two-minute rounds. So I'm like, dude, just let it go. But the ref stepped in and stopped the fight in the uh, sixth out of eight rounds. And then when Gotti goes after Mayweather, Mayweather hits him with a right and knocks him back halfway across the ring. And that was the last time that uh, Gotti charged Mayweather. And then at one point, there's like 200 people in the ring and you see Mayweather and his guards just like walking back up the ramp, like they're not even involved anymore. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, Adrian Broner fought some guy who might have been a lawyer or something. Had a epically that. Yeah. ridiculous interview. Oh my With gosh. Don King, and then uh, over in Bare Knuckle, in a legitimate fight, uh, they crowned their inaugural BKFC featherweight champion with Kai Stewart defeating Louis, Lupa- Louis Lopez by unanimous decision.
1: Nice. I like it. That's boxing. Nice. There we go. So there's BKFC. There's boxing. We got PFL4 and UFC 289. Guys, you're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn. Hornfm.com. We will be right back.
0: It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed.
1: Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on. What's up with that? Ooh What's up with that? What's up with that? Ooh What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that?
0: Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm Michael Che. That's Colin Jost. Oh, oh wait. That's what I'm missing in my life is SNL. How come you have to be Michael Che? Because I'm funnier. I'm also edgier. I actually found myself on TikTok a a couple hours ago, Jordan, looking at some uh, random clips of them. And my God. I love it when she just tries to make people uncomfortable. I would so be
1: married funny. to Scarlett Johansson of the two of us, so I guess that makes sense. You also have the better hair. I have the better wife.
0: True, because mine would be imaginary. So I'm not saying that's not – don't brag about it because it's, it's not hard to beat. But don't tell I said that. Okay. Uh, Jordan, <laughs> Deontay Wilder was at PFL on Thursday night taking in the fights. Uh, what's up with that?
1: Yeah, so this is the first time for Wilder to go to a PFL event – And, uh, you know, he actually so they talked to him about what's going on and he got on the mic on the broadcast and he said that they're close to a fight at the end of the year. And and most likely, we know that's that's the Anthony Joshua fight that they've been going back and forth. He didn't confirm it. He said it was ninety nine percent there. But, you know, there's still that that one percent chance that it doesn't happen. And then he was asked on the broadcast. Is there
0: anything like Tyson Fury that one percent is big?
1: It it definitely could happen. So then they uh, on the broadcast, they had him try on PFL gloves. So there you have Deontay Wilder out there trying on PFL gloves. And then they obviously asked him about Francis Ngannou. He said that, that uh, this is something that can truly happen, uh, that they've been talking, and they've been talking about a fight. And actually, Eddie, I want to play this audio, okay? Hey, Francis, you listening? We've discussed this before. <laughs> and, hey, we got many space and opportunity to discuss it once more. You know, hey, I'm looking for a two-fight crossing over. All right, so, I mean, what do you think? This is Deontay Wilder saying, look, I'm looking for it. First off, I'm looking for a two-fight deal. I'm interested in crossing over. I mean, we've heard that before. I'll see it when, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, But, you know, hey, Francis, let's go. This would be huge, Eddie. This this is exciting.
0: It'd be great. And it's not like you have to convince Francis to do it. He's been trying to get you guys to do this for a year. What are we doing? Oh, you want to fight Anthony Joshua? All right, we'll fight Anthony Joshua. Stop talking about Francis. So you're saying, stop talking about it, be about it. That's right. Crap will get off the pot, man. All right. Well, let's go off like, like Kevin Owens here. Just like you're, you're just wrecking my brain. Just do it.
1: Well, I, I would love to see that happen. Deontay Wilder versus Francis in boxing and then in MMA. Uh, you know, I, I would love to I mean, figure out. You can't
0: out, even get Tyson Fury to fight the guy he's supposed to fight.
1: Well, you know, Tyson or Fury. Other stuff. Tyson Fury is going to be in a very legitimate, a very legitimate necessary fight with John Jones in the UFC. Not a gimmick at all. Okay. So you're saying that this is annoying that you know for the fourth week in a row we're talking about uh, you know boxers and MMA fighters you know doing something and and not really doing anything though.
0: And you've got one guy the only guy who's free to do it at any time and everyone's dodging him. You know, you're talking about John Jones. No one, you can't do it. Like just stop it. You're driving me nuts. Like a pirate with a steering wheel for a belt buckle. You're driving me nuts. Sorry, dad joke. Uh, okay, Jordan. All right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm sorry.
1: All right. I mean, take your time. Um, Breathe.
0: This, isn't gonna, this next one isn't going to help, but Conor McGregor <laughs> somehow got his first win since January 2020 via knockout. What's up with that?
1: Yeah, maybe a win on the court, but, but maybe a loss in the, in the courtroom. Right, so we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, Not sure if you watched Game Four of the NBA Finals, but during the game, they brought out the Heat's mascot. uh, What do you think the mascot's name is, Eddie? Oh, it's Bernie. It is Bernie. That's correct. Uh, You McGregor hit him with a left, and then he landed like a Dan Henderson-esque like punch on Michael Bisbing. Right, the guy's already down. I mean, the guy's already down, and like McGregor comes in and just like finishes him off. Uh, and so uh, with Bernie laying on the court, well, it turns out that the man behind Bernie uh, had to go to the ER with a few minor injuries. Now, they gave him some medicine they sent him home to rest. But Eddie, even as I watched it, right, I was watching it and I was like, wow, that that looked hard. And I had to watch it a couple of times. Like, did he catch him? And, and both of them, like before this became like a sports center thing, before we found out that this guy went to the hospital, I was like. Uh, that, that might've been a little bit too much so much so that after, you know, after McGregor hits him, like one of the guy, the hype squad guys has to come up and be like, Whoa, wait a minute. And, uh, the second, guy, the second punch, he comes up and he's like, I think we're good. M- maybe no more punches on the, uh, on the defense's mascot that probably can't even see with his eyes out of the, uh, out of the mask.
0: Yeah. And people, it, I guarantee it wasn't the first shot that did it. It was that second one on the ground. Because if you've never been or seen a mascot um, like live in person, usually the mouth of the mascot is where the face of the person inside it is. So the top part of the head is empty. So Connor's first left hit way up top and knocked the guy's hat off. So that one, that was acting. That one probably didn't hurt. But the one on the ground, also when your head's got nowhere to go and connor has got no top-of-the-head hat to aim at, he just hits him in the face, which is probably the top of the guy's head. That's probably one that did it, and the guy's head probably bounced off the court, which is unforgiving. Let me tell you about that one firsthand. Uh, and it was supposedly to hype up some kind of a pain relief spray. So as you see him being dragged off, Connor's like spraying something on him.
1: Oh, that a, that some, I didn't some, catch until right now.
0: Yeah, it's some kind of pain relief spray that Connor's hyping. And that's what it was. Uh, that's what they were marketing.
1: Well, hopefully it works. Yeah, I
0: guarantee it was that second shot. Yeah, but I guess he got a little uh, a little uh, out of hand. You know, Like I finally got one. Speaking of Connor Jordan, and I haven't heard uh, too many good things from the people that were
1: in the house with him, but uh, did you catch the second episode of The Ultimate Fighter? Yeah, so Connor's now down zero two 2 in his coaching return on the, on the second episode. So we saw Soccer. a little bit more of Connor Does he have this the time, veterans or the rookies? He has the rookies. Uh, so, so uh, we saw a little bit more of Connor. He, uh, he actually spent some time at the house, uh, but in the, uh, in the fights, Cody Gibson, he took out Connor's number one ranked Bantamweight, uh, Mando Gutierrez. Uh, he needed a little bit more time than Roosevelt Roberts last week, but he landed a, a, just a crazy flying knee that really like messed up Mando's face. I uh, still Wait, finished Cody the fight. Gibson,
0: six gun. Yes.
1: Uh, the, Google me. Oh, okay. So he uh, still finished the fight in the first round. Connor watched with a cowboy hat. So uh, Connor did go to the house though. And he let Mando give him a haircut. So that might be the reason why he was wearing the cowboy hat. Uh, maybe the haircut uh, <laughs> was the night before, so it didn't go so well. Uh, Trevor Wells was supposed to face Tamir Valiev, uh, Valiev on the fight, but uh, Wells was forced out because of a cold sore, Eddie. Uh, I, I feel his pain, though. Cold Ugh. sores can definitely be the, uh, the worst. So they're hopefully going to fight never later had in had one.
0: Uh, knock on wood, never had one, which is shocking. But, yeah, I saw – I think it was uh, – I'm not sure who was where he was being interviewed, but one of the guys. Cody the house, Gibson was. It was Cody uh, Gibson's interview. Was, was he the one that went off on about Connor yeah, possibly being coked up and yeah, keeping everyone up at night? He was
1: upset because uh, they went late that night and like, Cody had to weigh in that next morning.
0: Yeah, so Connor's out there taking shots and telling stories and laughing and being Connor all loud and obnoxiously. And the dude needs some sleep. He's hungry. He's got to cut weight. Not a good time. He's like, I got no respect for him as a man. <laughs> All
1: right, Jordan, hit us with some new fights. All right, a few fights. Damon Jackson versus Billy Q, Billy Corinthians, Ignacio Bajamondes versus Ludovic Klein, Ian Kutalaba versus OSP, Chris Dawkins versus Khalil Roundtree. Uh, UFC 293 in Australia. We got Vivian Arujo versus King Casey O'Neill and Carlos Olberg versus Dawoon Jung. And then over in Bellator on Ryzen, uh, on the Super Rising card, Magomed Magomedov versus Danny Sabatello and then Andre Korishkov versus Lorenz Larkin. So some fun fights, Eddie. Those are That's good. That's new man. fights. That's what's up with that, guys. You're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, HornFM.com. We will be right back. Until next time. Hey 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 hey. hey. What's up with that? What's up with that? The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here.
0: Champ is here. Champ is
1: here. Champ is Welcome here. back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. Eddie, the champ is here and we might just have a oh, triple oh champ over in Bellator 297 uh, in the main event, though, you got Vadim Nemkov versus Joel Romero. But going for glory, going for uh, you know something that's never been done before, Sergio Pettis versus Patricio Pitbull for the band and weight title. Pitbull making the drop to 135 to try to take the belt. Eddie, this is exciting.
0: That is exciting. And you usually don't see a fighter at his age dropping down in weight. But he's going for history, going for his third weight class championship. And he's got to be the favorite in this.
1: You would think. I mean, Pitcher Pitbull is an incredible fighter. He has been so good. Uh, and to see him, you know, fight Sergio Pettis, I'm actually really excited uh, for this fight.
0: It's actually, it feels like it's going to be a size mismatch, too, because Sergio has fought at flyweight. So he went up to bantamweight. And you got Pitbull coming down who's fought at lightweight and featherweight coming down to bantamweight. He just might pit bully him around. That could be fun. And I'm sorry, that was horrible. Yeah. That was
1: it's horrible. a good card all around. You got Corey Anderson versus Phil Davis, and, and you know my thoughts yeah. on this. This could be super boring, <laughs> uh, but we'll see, right? It's, uh, it, it, it could be. In the end, it's going to be fun. So, Bellator 297. Uh, that, what, day, yeah. what day is that?
0: That is Friday night. And don't sleep on that main event. Vadim Nemkov is really, really good. And Yo Romero, well, he's Yo Romero. He's scary and dangerous as hell. That one's going to be fun, too. Uh, that's Friday night. Same night as PFL5.
1: Yeah, we, we can go which, real quick uh, with that one. That's Ante Delege, That's a heavyweight and the women's featherweight. So you got Larissa Pacheco. You got Aspen Ladd. Uh, you got Ante Delis. The Delizia, of the greatest. You got Biagio, Ali Walsh. That's not in the tournament. That's just a, uh, that's just a fun fight to have on the card. Right. Uh, but you also Chance have hit, uh, yeah, Julia Budd Julia as well. Julia Budd. Yep. So.
0: Yeah, Jorgen De Castro. Yeah. That's a, that's a decent one too. But yeah, Bellator's going to far outweigh that one. Nice. Yeah, definitely. It's easy choice. Yeah. I, I will have them both on. Because I'm I'm sick like that, uh, but Saturday it's uh, US, UFC on ESPN 47. Hard to get out. Marvin Vittori, Jared Cannonier in the main event.
1: Yeah, you got That's, you know, know Vittori's one. three, Jared Cannonier's four. Neither guy here is fighting for a title shot. But they're fighting for something, right? And, and it's a fun fight. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this fight happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't want to be the guy that falls down the ladder. Yeah, Vittori is coming off of a one win. He, he has a win over Roman Delice. Before that, he lost to Robert Whitaker. Jared Cannonier is coming off a win over Sean Strickland. Before that, he lost to Israel Adesanya. Uh, and this will be a fun fight. I mean, I'm excited to see it. But one of the fights that I'm really excited to see on this fight card, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Armin Sarukian. Armin and I've been talking about him for a while. He did have that slip-up uh, to Matus Gamrat. That was back in, in June, uh, just last year, so last June. And uh, that was a decision loss. Before, after that, he, he defeated uh, Damir uh, Ismagulov. And then uh, he was supposed to fight Henato Moikano at the end of April. Uh, Moikano wants money, and, but Moikano also got injured. And so he wasn't able to make that fight. So he had to back out. And so they got Joaquin Silva. And Silva, he's not a slouch. I mean, he, he he has lost three of his last five. His only wins over Jesse Ronson and Jared Gordon. So this should be a fight that that Arma Sarukian should win. Uh, but Sarukian is a guy who who I, I expect big things. This this is part of like the next generation of lightweight fighters.
0: Yeah. So you're telling me you're looking forward to seeing Armin Sarukian. What about Armin Petrosian?
1: Armin Petrosian, another good fighter. Armin Petrosian. Have there ever been two Armands on the same card? I, I don't know. I think, I think uh, Armin— This is MMA history. This people. might be the first time that we see uh, multiple Armands on the same card. Uh, but uh, again, Armin Petrosian. Also, I think— I wish they weren't I, so far away in wait. I want to say that Armin Petrosian, I think he's the one that— uh, Did he break— um, No, he, he's not the person that broke uh, um, Jacare's arm. But uh, so he's coming no, no, off no, no. of a, a win over AJ Dobson and then a loss to Caio Barayo. Uh, there's just a lot of fun guys in the division. Uh, Armand Petrosian is that's another good one. Pat Savatini is going to be good. Uh, Honey Barcelos versus Miles Johns. Nicholas Dalby versus uh, Muslim uh, Salikov. There there are some actually good fights. Modestus Bukaskis in the opening fight on the, on the card. Uh, so Eddie, in the end, I mean. There's a few fights that I'm really excited for to see. And, uh, I mean, it's going to be a great week of, uh, of fighting. And it does, I don't think we have any boxing this weekend, do we? Uh,
0: nothing big. And, you know, i got to tell you, I'm not going to lie, for this UFC card, I might go to the movies.
1: What are you going to see? I might Flash? catch it
0: later on ESPN+. The Flash looks good. I love, the, uh, I love the old Batman with Michael Keaton. So, yeah, that's right up my alley.
1: Well, I think I'm old. that could be fun as well. So, uh no, I'm I'm excited. I think uh, I, I think having a movie uh movie night would be fun. My wife's going to be in town. Uh me, my wife will be back and my mom's coming in town as well. So, oh. we will see what happens there. Nice. Uh but Eddie, this was fun, man. I appreciate uh, the, the talk. I appreciate uh talking to you. I can't wait to hear my neighbor, right? So, a couple weeks hey, we're going to talking. Back. Yeah, I'm I am back. Yeah. Uh stay tuned. We got sports guys talking wrestling. Uh not this week. They're really? off. Stu is is gone, so we're not going to talk about that. Uh, But they'll be back next week. But we are proud to be the MMA show of Texas. Yes, tell your friends. Uh, Be sure to like and subscribe to the show. 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. Check us out, Fight Night ATX on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Keep safe, be nice to each other, stay positive, and love your life.
0: And if we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you. Till we meet again.